today's show, as always, sponsored by LivasaIslandApparel.com. For gear that represents the South Pacific Island languages and cultures accurately and responsibly. Put on for the culture. Catch the wave at LivasaIslandApparel.com. Welcome everyone to the Balinesian podcast sponsored by Levasa Island Apparel, put on for the culture and catch the wave, www.levasaislandapparel.com. I am Lance Falatongo. I'm Forge Vola. And uh, today we have a little bit of education and information coming your way. Craig Bailey, realtor in Texas, uh, foreign exchange trader, and uh, a friend of the podcast. Welcome into the show, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, guys, man. Definitely a blessing to be here. What you got? Uh, we're we're looking forward to learning a lot more about um, some things that can really positively affect and change people's lives. Um, you talk about what you do um, as a realtor, um, uh, trading in foreign exchange, and also as an investor and someone that works with credit. Uh, we're really excited to kind of pick your brain and uh learn things yeah that can help us in our audience out yeah uh, sure you and Eri, how'd you guys meet where where did yes, this go down Eri, yes sir yes sir Eri's Eri's my boy man so i want to say back in 2009 um <clears throat> me and Eri both had a chance to play collegiate football um nice. out at pacific university in oregon so um it, it was it was funny time so we so we both Managed to get up there in 2009. You know, our coach did a good job, you know, with the with the recruits where um, they he, he had a um, sorry, he had a list of like individuals coming from different states. So me and Eri being from California, we both seen our name on, mm. the, on the list. We both got put in, you know, the, the freshman dorm. He was actually a couple doors down from me in the same hall. And uh, when we first met, it was like we clicked, you know, we were both from the Bay Area. So our, our lingo was the same, right? right so we'll yep. be talking and, you know, other people would be like, what, what's going on? You know, and me and him, we're just, <laughs> we're just here with it. So uh, we've been rocking ever since, man. We, uh, we watched each other mature and grow in our different avenues. And uh, I can't be more proud of him. Yeah. Shout out to Eri Hosea, Shout uh, out. Yep. founder of <laughs> Levasa Island Apparel. Um, man, what position did you play? I played college. I played corner. I wanted to play wide receiver, man. I had good hands. You know, I had good hands. But they were <laughs> like, we need help at the corner spot. So I went over and joined the uh the dark side of the defense, right? And uh, yeah. held it down for four years. So. Just, I just wanted to clarify. Even though I, I got hands. I got hands. <laughs> yeah. I got hands. They just you know? needed help. <laughs> I got <Yeah>. hands. <laughs> Bro, I can't imagine playing corner. That is that's too much speed for me. It's, it's tough. And then once you're once you're out of the game too and you look back, you're like, man, I don't know how my my hips, my knee, you gotta have good hips, good feet, good knees. Oh man. Oh, that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of years, you're just oh man. Man, yeah. yeah, trying to cover somebody that's yeah. you think is gonna run past you or they can cross yeah. your face or yeah. in and out and just trying to keep up with them, that's crazy. Especially with right. the, the talent yeah. that's coming now. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh man, DBs are Man, shout out Sauce Gardner, Tariq yeah, Woolen, out there, <laughs> defensive rookie of the years. That right, that used to real. be just like linebackers and like edge rushers, but mm-hmm. good good to see the corner. <laughs> the corners are coming out ready. They are, yeah, that's true. You um, 
so what what did you do after after you guys split up in after college? Yeah. Yeah, How did you get to sure. Texas? So, yeah, so right after college, I went back home for a little bit, back in the Bay Area. Um, I wanted to pursue. There were some guys on our team that actually went to play professional overseas. So I wanted to do that route, and eventually I was trying to get to Austria. It's, in, it's over there in Germany. So mm-hmm. I was trying to play over there for a little bit. Um, and then it was like, you know what? Let me come back in the area. Let me try out for a team. I went to a few actual combines with the Raiders, uh, the 49ers, and the Seahawks. Nice. Um, eventually hurt, hurt myself trying to, you know, run a 40, you know, because I'm a I'm 5'10 guy. So back at the time, back in that time, everyone was looking for the Richard Shermans. They were looking for the 6'1", 6'2", mm-hmm. lean corners, mm-hmm. right, long reach, long, all that stuff. Rangy. So I was undersized. So I had to show up, you know, in the, in the vert and in the 40. So mm-hmm. hurt myself. They actually gave me a, a chance. They're like, hey, we'll give you a cortisone shot right here on the field in your back. And I was like, well, at that point in time, I'm going to just walk away. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to get oh, shot up, okay. and, you yeah. know, needles and stuff all over mm-hmm. just to play. So after that, Damn, for real. <clears throat> yeah, that's 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 a tough, tough one to swallow. Um but after that, I just decided to try to use my degree, right? I, I graduated with a, a BA in business. So I tried to use that for a little bit. Nothing was really shaking out at the time. So I joined the military as a reservist. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined the uh, intelligence community. So I always wanted to know, nice. like, some Snowden type stuff. Like, I know yeah. people look at, look at Snowden and all that stuff. That's, yeah, I wanted... What's really going on? What's really right. going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, I see you. So, I see you. Um, so I took that route, and then, you know, I've always been, you know, me, me and Eri, especially because we got this from college, we've always been trying to look for the next, you know, uh, progression in life or the next mm. step, hustling to try to, you know, do something else, do something new, and stay uh, stay on top. So I did that for a little bit, and then I'm still a reservist now, but then I got into real estate, and I got into investing, I got into um, uh, credit credit plays, like I got into all that stuff. Just trying to make sure I'm never put in a box, like one box, or mm-hmm. I'm never stagnant. And then also to give out game. And also now, since I'm a family man, to pass that on to my children and nephews and cousins and things like that. Because mm-hmm. growing up, no one knew some of the stuff that I've learned over the over the years. So, so there, I remember a few times I would pass information to my parents, and they they wouldn't have a clue. And I'm like, well, it's it's out there. You know what I mean? It's, it's it's crazy how that works. So, um, so yeah, after college, I just was bouncing around, uh, having fun at the same time, learning, educating, and uh, I ended up here in Texas. So. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I want, I want to you- like try to not paraphrase, but to, to get as much of this knowledge out. That's a, that's a big story. Moving through the intelligence community, military, yeah. business degree. Yeah. Yep. Um, when did you, how do you become a, a realtor? Yes. Yeah, so there's, there's training for it. Um, depending on your state, there's a, well, every state you have to take a test and you have to take a certain amount of hours to be qualified to take the test. So in Texas here, for example, you have to take 180 hours of Texas real estate courses that spread out. It's not like a everyday, uh, eight hours a day type of thing. It's spread out. You just have to complete it within a year. And then once you do that, you're eligible to take the test, the exam. In Texas, you have to take two. You have to take a national one, mm-hmm. and then you have to take 
the Texas state one. There's a few other states that do that where you have to take two. You have to take a national and then your state. state uh, I think California is one as well. Uh, New York, all the all the big major states, you have to take two. Um, cra- crazy thing to, to flip too. I first got into real estate as an investor. And I think that uh-huh. gives a lot of people a heads up. So investing can be as simple as putting money in a REIT, which is a real estate. Um, uh, it's like a real estate stock. So there's REITs out there. If uh, if you guys out there listening want to do some research, there's there's a couple different REITs out there. Um, there's the thing called Fundrise. That's another one where you can actually, if you don't want to be boots on the ground per se, and you just want to put money into, you know, an investment tool, a real estate investment tool, mm-hmm. there's options out there for you. And uh, you don't have to lift a finger. You get paid out quarterly or uh, semi-annually, depending on the REIT. So. <clears throat> I think investing got me in the door. That ne- that doesn't necessarily mean everyone has to do it, but if you just take courses and you uh, complete whatever your state guideline is, and you take the exam and pass it, then you're good to go. And these, so the realtor, the 180 hours is yeah. just how to sell a house, or like, uh, like what information would you say those courses teach? Got you. <clears throat> so yeah, so it'll be like it'll be like six courses total. And they're all, you know, 30 hours a piece or whatever. So one of them will be on strictly contracts. So just the contract itself, you got to know it in and out because you got to be able to protect whoever you're um, representing. Right. And also when you do that, you got to know if you're representing someone who's a buyer and um, and you look at the contract that the seller's trying to give you, you got to be able to read through it to make sure everything's correct and, and no one's getting gypped out of the out of anything, right? Because mm-hmm. these these purchases with homes, I, I know a lot of people get a little um, nervous or a little freaked out about, myself included. These are like we're talking in the hundreds, the thousands of dollars, right? That's the why the biggest it's not purchase, like a, right? Big. It's not it's not like uh four thousand dollars five. It's like three hundred thousand. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> you want to make sure you know you know your you dot your T's and or dot your eyes, cross your T's. Um, on top of that, you got to know legalities of it. So you got to know what your state accepts or doesn't so what can you do with the deed like can you put let's say you want to buy it and you want to rent it out can you do that in your state can you put it on airbnb can you do x y and z with it so that's another course and then um it trickles down to what what a buyer means right what a seller means what um just all every way to protect the consumer that's pretty much what it is um it's trying to keep you from getting yourself in trouble whoever you represent in trouble and whoever mm-hmm. your, um, your brokerage is in trouble. So it's, it's, it's a necessary thing to do. And I know people, it might be dry to some people, but there's, there's certain courses that you actually need to pay attention to, to, um, to be successful. Nice. Mm-hmm. Before we get to kind of like the, the steps that mm-hmm. people can take to, um, to buy a home, so you said you went from investing to, to being a realtor. Um, when you were just investing into the REITs or the, the funds, what do you call it, funds right, Fundrise? Yeah, there's, a, there's one called Fundrise that's really popular. That's where it's, uh, <clears throat> you put a thousand, you put some money, $500, $1,000 $500, into it, and they'll give you like a portfolio. So you'll get a share of it. Hmm. So they'll let you know, hey, we just bought a, a apartment complex in Florida with 
500 of your dog, like whatever you put in there. We, we bought that with this. This is what you can expect to pay out. This is when you're going to get paid out. Stuff like that. So, okay. So there's like a, so whichever like crowd, reader, crowd, crowds, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then someone's yeah. using it to uh, fund like a, a big purchase or a flip. And then yeah. whatever money that of yours that was used in that, uh, whatever profit you get, kind of get that back. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's, 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 it's crazy too. I just, I just, um, uh, I'm following, um, was it Bank of America? I think it's Bank of America right now and Chase. What they, they've always been doing it. Banks have always been doing this. They've been, they've been using mm-hmm. the consumer's okay. money to buy uh, property and stuff, mm-hmm. but only giving people like a percentage of what they well, make, which yeah. people don't understand, which is kind of, which is, it's crazy to think about. And it's kind of cool. It's like the banks are doing it too. Like now it's a sex accessible to us consumers. We can do the same thing. Nice. So it's, it's kind of it. And that just happened in the news like uh, like a week or two ago that it, that they finally are coming out and saying what yeah. they're doing. We've been yeah, using like, your money, yeah. not just for, you know, yeah. whatever uh, stock market yeah. investments. We said we're also buying buildings, buying property, property yeah. lots <laughs> and stuff. And flipping it with your money. And then oh. here's like a dollar. You know what I mean? Like, here's your like, 87 cents. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That okay. Okay. I see that. Yeah. Crowdsourcing. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about doing that just with like other friends. Yes. But, like <clears throat> if we could all put five thousand dollars, what yep. could we get for twenty or thirty thousand, however many people, and yep. then kind of just like a I guess a smaller crowdsourcing, but the same idea, like yep. in that. Um, but then I run into the ceiling of like, I don't know how to buy a building or a property. Yeah. Or anything yeah. Like that. So, yep. <laughs> so then there's other ways to do it too. So there's a thing called wholesaling, which is what I got into. So wholesaling is where you find properties that um, primarily are vacant or just need a lot of uh, touch up. Right. So, and those are the, usually the properties that are under, you can get them under 20,000, right? You can get these properties under 20,000. So what you do, so you can have some friends, group of friends, y'all put in five grand. Um, uh, sorry, you don't even need to put in five grand. What you do with wholesaling is you get that house under contract with the owner. So let's say, let's say I'm in Texas, right? And I got a house in California. Mm-hmm. I have two houses, right? I'm living in one in Texas mm-hmm. and I have uh, my old one in California. The old one in California is not kept. I don't care about it. It's just a hassle for me. Uh, grass is unkept. Like it's just, it's just there. Falling just apart. It. You guys find it, and you get, you say, "Hey, I want to buy your house, your house in California." I say, "Okay, cool." So what you do is you give me a piece of paper. I sign it. You don't have to put any money up front. You don't have to do anything. I just sign it, give it to you. I'm thinking you're going to to buy it from me, right? I just want to get rid of. It. I don't even want it. Oh, I just at okay. the end of the day, I just want a paycheck. I don't care who it come from. I just want a paycheck because I don't want it. You're like, all right, cool. So I sign it, give it to you. <laughs> cool. You get it. And then you find a, a flipper or you, mm-hmm. you find someone who wants to take the house and flip it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you mark up the price. So you say, you say, hey, Craig, I'll buy your spot for $10,000. I'm like, all right, cool. I don't even, I don't want it. That's just oh, dang. $10, okay. I don't want it. Okay, cool. Here, here, take it. You say, okay, I got this house for ten thousand dollars you go to uh eri you say eri 
um, I got this house for twenty thousand, right? You said, okay, I'll pay you twenty thousand. So you just made that ten, yeah. And then what he's gonna do is him or a flipper is gonna put money into it and all that stuff, and they're gonna sell it for market value. So everyone kind of wins at the end. That's yeah. that's how I got in because I um. There's tools and avenues to find these houses. You find them. You find the owner. You say, hey, I'll buy this house for whatever, whatever the numbers make sense. Mm. Knowing that I have a flipper or I have an investor who's going to back me and actually has the money. So you can just you just pass the deed over and that's how you can collect that differential. Hey, that's how you can get started. So the the guy that doesn't want the house gets something for the house. Yep. You're doing the work and yep. finding the house and selling it. And then the yep. person that's investing and yep. you're taking the cut from is going to flip it for market value once they fix it. Yep. yep. Nice. So every, everyone gets paid. Everyone that's gets it. paid. Yep. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner here. <laughs> I Yo, I was thinking, yeah, um, I've seen a bunch of those like flip the the house shows. Yeah. So, so on those, those are kind of, a dime a dozen. Tell us the I, secrets. It's like, like the process makes sense, but, but some of the things are kind of skewed on it, you know, cause I've, I've, I've been, that's how it got me intrigued too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shoot, if they do it oh, on okay. TV and it's like, that's a normal thing. But um, the process is still in place. It still makes sense. But some of the numbers are kind of skewed. Oh, okay. For, yeah. for TV. For TV. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. For TV. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to hype it up, you know? <laughs> I'm I'm going to um, guess what the steps are to buy a home just to like okay. test what level I am for us. Okay. Do you do you know the steps to buy a home or what would you guess they were? And then we'll find out what they what actually happened. Give the money to your realtor and let her do it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> let them let them do their you're job. You're not you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. Yeah. You gotta have like um a down payment. You have to find someone that wants to sell their house. You have to have like a a realtor make sure the contract works. They have to get in touch with their person. And then you probably have to sign like a long loan because you probably don't have $500,000 or whatever the price is. Uh, So you got to get like a loan. You got to get a loan. You got to get a a real estate, uh, like a realtor for the contract. Right. And like have a down payment. That's pretty that's, good. Does that sound right? That's pretty good. That's that's close. That's okay. close. That's close. That's close. What what really are the steps? Actually. All right. Okay. These are steps. These are steps. Right. So first first thing you want to do is you want to find a local realtor, um, and I and I want to stress local realtor because not everybody is qualified to provide accurate information everywhere in America. So. Mm. Yes, we we've taken the national test, like going back to the previous comment, we all we've taken the national test, but the markets are different. So you want to find your local realtor because they know the ins and outs and they have access to what what we call the MLS, the multiple listing service. So a lot of people think Zillow and Redfin are the MLS. That's the consumer side of things. The MLS that the uh, real estate agents have access to, you can see both on and off market houses and you actually have accurate information sizing on the house updates on the house so sometimes you'll go on zillow you'll see a home and it's uh you know it looks all nice has the curb appeal Mm -hmm. but then 
you know, a storm came through and messed up, you know, the, the roof or something, it'll be, and they won't share that on Zillow, but the MLS, you have to, that's part of one of those, that's one of those courses that we have to take. You have to disclose all the deficiencies at home and stuff like that. So first thing, find a local realtor. And then what they'll do <clears throat> is if, if you're in a window, I advise this, if you're in the window of four months, then you want to see, you want to go for your pre-approval. Your real estate agent will ask you, are you pre-approved? And it's either yes or no. Pre-approval just means they got to run your credit. Not them per se, but a loan officer will have to run your credit to see where we can go shopping at. So I say, do it. If you're, if you're looking for a home within four months, yeah, they're going to run your credit. If you're looking for longer than that, don't do it because it's going to be a hard inquiry on you. And that's going to negatively affect you moving. Like, like don't run your credit if you're not going to buy a home, right? So it's mm -hmm. not, it's yeah. going to mess up. It's going to ding your credit. Uh, you might lose some points there, which will hurt you Affect when you're the... trying to apply. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're within four months, then go ahead. They're going to, your realtor is going to be like, Hey, are you pre-approved? Yes. No, no. Okay. Well, let me, let me get you online with my um, loan officer and they're going to run your credit to see where you are. So once you get pre-approved, they're going to say, hey, Lance, you are pre-approved for $550,000. Cool. Now the, now the real estate agent can go look in the MLS and find you all the houses mm -hmm. under that mark that you specified um, that you want to look at. So while your, your credit's getting ran and stuff like that, step three with the realtor, once you have a realtor, you're good. Once you have a good realtor, you're pretty much good. They should nice. they should streamline it for you. Um, Boris was but right. as a realtor, I'm telling you what we do, right? <laughs> so they're good to, if they're a good realtor, yeah. Yeah, if they're a good realtor, they should streamline <laughs> it. You should be straight. You just answer some questions. That's all you gotta do. Nice. So <laughs> so once they get you online to get pre-approved, in the meantime, they're gonna ask you questions. What what do you want in your home? You want a two-story, you want a one-story, you want a pool, you want to be in a gated community, you want HOA, you want to be in a good school district. All that type of stuff. I mean, it's it's a long process, but it helps. It helps because now we Get know what you want. The, yep, what you want. You yeah. know the price point, and we know what you want. Now we can go look. So then, um, 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 then once that's once that information is gathered, the real estate agent will bring out maybe four or five homes. They'll send them to you. Hey, you like this one? You like this one? You like this one? You say yes, yes, no, yes, no. The yeses we'll go look at. So once you'll go look at them, you know, I like this one. I like this one. Now we're going to talk about down payment assistance. So you don't really need 3%. You don't really need 5%, 10%. There, I mean, the uh, FHA, the uh, first time home buyer is 3%. But there's also programs where you can loop the down payment into the mortgage. So let's mm -hmm. say you're approved for 550. You saw a house for 300 that you like, has everything you want, square footage, everything. I want this one. This is 300. So there's programs out there where you can loop the down payment into the mortgage itself. So you don't necessarily have to put anything down. You put earnest money down or you put like a, uh, you put earnest money down. That can be anything. $500, 1000 5000 whatever. And that'll go towards it too. But you can loop that into it. Um, the, the, down, the, the downfall of that though is you're paying for the down payment over the lifetime of the loan. So 
that where people that's where people can be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Or, yeah, that's cool. Whatever. I'm only staying in or I sign a 30 year term, but I'm only staying for 15 because I'll use the equity in the home to buy another home and rent this one out. So there's a, there's a lot of things you can do to kind of get around um, having to having have to a pay big chunk. Fee. Yeah, okay. have to pay that hefty fee. So nice. if you if you guys also credit score. People say you need like a 600, 620. You can actually get approved for a home. I've I've seen personally at 550. So I Dang. mean 550 and then 580 is usually you're good at 580. Like people always say you got to have a 6 or 7. Uh 580 is pretty much cool, like yeah, but I've seen as low as 550. So I mean does that if would uh, someone with a lower credit score have a like a have to pay more over the term of their with the with the credit score for buying a home? What it just what it means is just you have a higher APR, so you have higher interest on it on the home. So what that um, ultimately means is that the first fifteen years or so of the thirty year loan, pretty much you're paying off interest first. So a lot of a lot of a big chunk of it is going towards interest first. But then you're still building up equity in the home and uh, you can always do a HELOC later. So you're so I I had this um, assumption, like when you buy a home for for a 30 year term, you're kind of like, well, I got to live in it for 30 years. Not necessarily. You can I mean, people move all the time and you can take the equity out of the home and you can fix up the home to, to bring the home value up even more, or you can buy another home. So I want people to understand that the 30 year term is not like a death sentence. It's not like yeah. I got to stay 30 years. Now nah, you, you can move around, you can float with it, but, um, but a lower, a lower credit score just means you're paying more interest in the first half or first third of the loan. So that's where the, that's where the credit court, that's what the credit credit, Credit score it. means credit. <laughs> That's what the credit score means. It's just you're paying more interest up front. And then once you pay off, you know, once you hit that 10 year, 15 year mark, it's just all principal now. So I'm awesome. I'm excited to talk more about credit with you too. Yeah. I got some because yeah, that's like <laughs> That's another thing where it's like, yeah. what does the credit score mean? How does it impact you? What we do? Yeah. How does what you do impact the credit score? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a and and the power of credit. My absolutely, my girl had like almost an eight hundred uh-huh. before. Um, that's dope. Yeah, quarantines started uh-huh. three years ago, <laughs> and then we started using the credit cards, and then she was like six ninety nine. Oh man, she's yeah. got books and stuff. I need to. I should read them. Um, so those, those, okay. So these are the, some of the steps to break down the house. If you were, um, man, I'm trying to think. Okay. So if you're in my situation, you're trying to find a house, um, out here in Oregon next to a good school, like what, what would be my step? Find a local realtor, find a local realtor, someone that knows the, the neighborhoods. Yep. Knows the neighborhoods. Um, and then what you can do, you you vet them too, right? So you so you reach out to about three realtors, mm-hmm, okay. see whichever one, see, yeah. see the vibe. Yeah, see the vibe, you know, who knows what they're talking about, who understands your situation, mm-hmm. things like that. You found your one, 
what they're going to do is they're going to say, hey, are you pre-approved? Yes, no. Go through the pre-approval process. In the meantime, they're going to do a buyer consultation with you. They're going to, that's where the questions come in. Mm-hmm. Cool. Answer them. You know, too easy. And then once you, your pre-approval amount comes back, it, he'll say, hey, okay, we got this. We can work with this. Let's go shopping. They'll, he'll send you a list of, of homes. You know, I like these three. Let's go see them. Okay, now let's talk down payment assistance or do you need assistance? Things like that. Yes, um, I do. Okay, let's see what you qualify for. They have a list with the loan officer what you can get because they know your credit score. They know uh, where you're working at, things like that. Um, they know your credit report. So this is these are the loans you can get. You can you can loop your your down payment into, into the, the, to the loan or you qualify for the FHA. Three percent down. Can you can you get three percent down? Boom, boom, boom. Um, and then they just walk you through signing. And then once you're once all the uh, paperwork is pretty much in set, the financing's in in place, then you're good to go. They'll say, hey, this will take another thirty days or so mm-hmm. to to finalize everything. Um, in that thirty days, the seller has to choose what stays with the home and what doesn't. Let's say if, if it's a if it's not a brand new build. The seller will be like, hey, I, you know, I'll the patio in the back or something, the gazebo in the back that stays with the home. I don't want it. Or, yeah, I'm taking this, this, and this, and this. Ah. So that's that's kind of working behind the scenes. So that's the that's why it takes um, like a month or so, because mm. because the seller, oh, okay. like, right, what do you what do you want to take with you? What do you want to keep? Stuff like that. So uh, if you have a good realtor, though, they'll outline this whole thing and then they'll just walk you through it. They'll. They'll, they'll be your shield going forward. So on top of that, while you're, while you're going through the home buying process, credit comes into play again. Don't charge any, don't purchase any big items because your loan amount that was pre-approved from your credit score is set in place. It's solid. So 550,000 at that, at that time, at that moment, that's what you got. So if you, if you go out and buy, refrigerator if you go out and buy some sofas if you go out and buy a car on your credit card then that dings your credit so then they will go back oh. and be like oh you're not approved for 550 anymore <laughs> that's where that's where people get hung up at they're like yeah i got this house i got pre-approved you know for 550 i'm about to go buy a a, a 475,000 i'm gonna get real close right i'm gonna go buy buy that you know and they're like okay well what you gonna do with it well, let me go buy some sofas. Let me go buy a fridge. Let me go buy a washer and dryer. <laughs> that dings your credit. They're like, you can't afford that house. So Damn. we got to start all over. Oops. And then it's like, then, then it's like, hey, you're only pre-approved for like 200000 Oh, like, no. Yeah. So, so another thing, like when you're in the home buying process, after you get pre-approved, they'll tell you, the real, the real estate agent will tell you, and the loan officer will tell you, don't make any big purchases. Don't, don't do it. What, Don't uh, go until you get your keys. You talk about um, the qualifications and getting pre-approved on mm-hmm. on some of these, like uh, I guess um, approval applications. Yep. How do you, what what makes for a like a, a higher pre-approved limit? Like a good credit score, some sort of like payment, good salary. Yeah, so it's a mixture of all of it, which is which is kind of touching on. Uh, how to build your credit report too. 
Um, it's a it's a mixture of all of them. So what the loan officer is going to look at, right? They're going to look at your credit score, and then we'll talk about that later. How that's how that's built. But they'll look at your credit score. They'll look at your job, and they'll see how long you've been you know employed. Um, and then they'll look at your bank statements. So they want to see cash flow coming in and how much. So what? Uh, <clears throat> so if you have a good credit score, you had a job for five, six, seven, eight years. They'll be like, okay, he has a good credit score, and he's stable. Stable. And he has money coming in. You know, every every other Friday, he's expecting to get three grand or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. We're gonna we accept and trust him, so we're gonna bump up this limit. We're gonna bump up the amount we can approve him for. That's where that's where that comes from. So on the flip side, you know, that's a good that's a good one, right? A good report. So on the bad side, it's like, oh, his credit score is like 400 or yeah, 480. Um, he's only been working for like a month. You know, his his income, his cash flow is shoddy. So it's like every other Friday he's, you know, once a month he's getting like a grand or something like and then the next month he's getting five. So it's all over the place. Gotcha. So then the banks are like, well, we don't really trust him. So here's you know, the lower, the lower amount. Cause we don't really trust you. We, you, you might be on the up and up, but it's not proven. So a lot of times too, on people paper. be like, people be like, yeah. yeah, I just got the job for six figures and I haven't worked yet and I haven't got a paycheck yet, but here's my um, offer letter. Some banks will work with that. They'll be like, okay, it's legit. We, we expect you to hold up your end. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll give you a pass this time. Like we'll, We'll give you that. So, so it's it's almost so it's it's the loan officers look at a culmination of your stability and how you're good with large amounts of debt, pretty much. Right. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. That's I, I can yeah. see how that would be the numbers. Yeah. Way of doing it. Okay. So make sure you have a job or. Stability. <laughs> stability because there's there's ways to let's say if you're an entrepreneur there's ways to you just got to provide those that's where the bank statements mm, come okay. in right so that stability where hey i'm a um um you know i have my own business and i can show you my business bank statements where i'm making you know two grand every friday or 1500 every friday i can show you that and they'll be like okay when we can see that the last three months or something like mm. that Okay, you're stable. Your business is, is is cool. So that that can be another maneuver too. You don't necessarily have to have a W two like a nine to five. Mm-hmm. So just having that stability will work for you. Just be able to prove on paper through records yep. that you can bring money in and be yep. trusted to pay back a hundreds yep. of thousands of dollars that would be loaned to you. Because the, at the end of the day, I, I learned this too through some of my some of my investing. At the end of the day, banks really. They don't they don't want to own any homes. So like all these mortgages that are out there, mm-hmm. when they have to foreclose on them, they really don't want them. Like they they really don't because they'll they'll auction them off for whatever the, the debt is. Like Ooh. so so that's another play too. So uh for real estate investors, you can go to your your county courthouse or your courthouse or whatever. You can get homes for under five grand that are like nice because there's a lien or a loan on it that someone that someone just couldn't pay off and the bank took it and they're like ah craig didn't pay uh the last five thousand solar install or something like that like solar install on the house 
So we're going to auction it off for whatever that amount was. So it was like two two grand. We'll sell this home for two grand. They just want their money back. They just want their money back. So the banks really don't want to own homes. So that's why they vet people like, hey, Lance, we want to give you this home. Can you can you take it? We just don't don't want it back. We don't want it back. Like, we don't want it back. Just, okay, you're good. All right, cool. You can have a house. That's the mindset of the banks that that people got to realize, you know. Yeah, Horace, have you ever you ever bought a house or tr- looked into buying a house anywhere? No, living in Samoa, we always had our own house already, mm-hmm. and then coming yeah. out here, you know, you just you know, usually rent it because I'm not originally from here, so I never thought about buying a house. So I want to be, I want to, yeah, that part where we were back in Samoa, and it was like you just lived at your house because it was right. your family house, and they right. built it at some point. I want to be able. to I don't want my kid to have to go rent or to have to like pay somebody thousands of dollars every month. I want them to just be, yo, you could just come live at home. You can just live out of the house that you grew up in or, or here, here's a house for you or in your siblings or something. That would be dope. That is not something I have yet, but definitely something working towards and that, that is want to learn more. Yeah, that's the plan. That's <laughs> that's the plan. That's not the, just the goal. That's the plan. It's gonna. Right. Yeah, I'm really big on yo. If you want something in this age of information, you really just have to hop on the internet and Google it. Um, as far as like assess accessibility, um, to information, we are in an age where. It's it can be easy for people, but again, some people don't have like the infrastructure of just internet available. So, um, really, just in any way that we can communicate or talk to people or or get this information out, I think it's uh, uh, really good. Um, but that's also another in this day of information you really can google how to do that something and WikiHow or whatever will give you a step-by-step plan uh, but a lot of people for whatever uh reason put up their own blocks and think you know i can't i'll never be able to afford a house why even look at it i'll never be able to afford the down payment um so this is just not something that's available for my family at this time it sucks whatever we definitely want to change that mindset um, because if you are in a rut or in something where in your life you want to uh, improve it, you can. And uh, home buying, home owning seems like a great thing. <laughs> uh, I, I personally would like, I, I'm sure a lot of other people that have rented uh, all or most of their life, um, can imagine just like the peacefulness of going back to your home at the end of the day owning your own (laughs) yeah and it's your home right you don't have to worry about people coming by or or or, you know paying some paying for someone else to to own a home or something like that so yeah uh, again we appreciate the you dropping the the knowledge on the how to for sure the why and you know how things work like that for sure, um, and, for, and for your audience, Lance, if if they ever need help, I will I will personally help whoever needs it. So thank you. I mentioned I yeah. mentioned how you want to get a local realtor. I will help you find one, like because mm-hmm. I, I can't personally do it because I don't have access to the MLSs. 
wherever your audience is. But I have connects where uh, my brokerage is global for, for one. Mm. I'll reach out and I'll help you. So um, you're never alone. Um, if you're listening to this, you're never alone. I'll, I'll, I'll help, I'll help you out if you ever need it. Appreciate it, Craig. Yeah. If you, if you need to find a, a local realtor to where you're moving so that you can get a good home, hit up Craig, yep. Craig Bailey, what EXP Realty? Yep. EXP Craig.Bailey at EXP Realty. Yep. What's the, what's the Instagram? It's a uh, Craig A. Bailey underscore S-A-T-X realtor. So it's San Antonio, mm-hmm. Texas realtor. That's what, it, that's what the abbreviation is. Nice. And even if you're not moving to San Antonio or in that area, he can hook you up. He'll help you. Yeah. I'll definitely, I'll definitely help. I'll, I'll send the plug, plug your way for sure. Right. Take, take the information right. down if you read it because mm-hmm. this is good stuff. Uh, Yo, I'm, yeah. And it's like, it doesn't feel like a class or anything. I feel like I'm learning just a lot. <laughs> Um, Forrest, do you have any other real estate questions before we switch over to credit? So, so I know if you're buying a house, you're not necessarily buying the property. So, um, like, so you don't have to pay Ooh. property tax. Um, how would you go about that? You you have to find out too if they're selling the property what? along with the house, right? If you're buying a house, you don't own the land that it's on. No, so that's the best. <laughs> so we're in we're in America. No, so I, so that's it. That's in one of the courses. It's like you're buying the actual box you're living in, not the land or not the, the land. perimeter no. or anything. That's, that's Wait a minute. So that's why that's why property tax is a is a thing, and there's other taxes too, depending on your state, your county, and all that stuff. So they the soil and all that stuff, the the outside, the front yard, backyard, all that you got to. That, that comes into play. So somebody um, owns just parts of the city somebody, of the yep. neighborhood. Yep. Yep. Whoa. Development group. Yeah. Development group or the state, yeah. the city. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. that's why it was so expensive. Cause yeah. it's like you're buying the plot. I didn't yeah. know it was just the there's sometimes There's some states too, where you do have to buy the actual Property. plot. Oh, huh? yeah. Yeah, so. and then it that increases the price way more. What is what is the land price to the house price? Like, what is that ratio? Uh, it's, it's it's pretty. Uh, so, are you talking about the land that the house is on, or just yeah. land in general? No, okay. the so the, the if you were to buy the land, also, mm-hmm. how much more mm-hmm. would you say that would be? Is it uh, just depend it, on it, the area, or it ranges? So yeah, it depends on the area, uh, the area, town, city, all that stuff. So for this house here. The land itself was four grand. I know um, okay. a couple streets down in our in my same neighborhood, they had to pay fifteen thousand for the mm. land. I'm mm. like, yeah. That's so just because of who's it, selling it. Huh? That's just different people selling it for different prices. It's it's a location, even oh, though okay. it's like yeah, yeah location. Um, Inside of the land, I'm pretty sure size of the land and then yeah. there may be it may be close to we have a um um, um um a green belt so it's it's close to so if you're close to a green belt you're close to a well you're close to the park the neighborhood park yeah um goes up you're close to the school like let's say if a school is in a neighborhood <laughs> and you're around it and you know all those different factors um uh a, a freeway if you're close to the freeway in your neighborhood stuff like that so it it varies so it could be it could be like a 
$300,000 house, but a $15,000 plot. Yeah, could be. Could be. Okay, see, this and, makes and that's, me and feel that's factored, better. And that's factored, into the, that's factored into the home price. So it'll be yeah. in the contract. Like, oh, the land, you know, assessment of the land price is 15. Your house was 330. Total price is 345. No. Plus, okay. Yeah. I, hey, I didn't know that the land was not. Yeah. yeah. A lot of us that yeah. come from Samoa, we're used to just owning our land already. So yeah. when they come out here, they buy houses. And then they're like, property tax. The fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I bought the place. No, you bought the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you bought the house. That's what you bought. And now you have to pay for the land that your house is on. Right. Got yep. it. All right. How do those... <laughs> Damn. That's... Man. Okay. I'm learning. Credit. Yes. What is... Uh... We're talking about credit. Everyone knows credit scores, credit cards. How does it work? Like what yeah, is like the... you said, like you said, Craig, this is probably something that they should be teaching kids in school now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know? It should, yeah, it should be. It should. Yeah. Um, I actually go back to my uh, high school in California every once in a while. I'm like, hey, um, there's a teacher I know. I'm like, hey, can I jump in because I want to talk about stuff? You know, yeah. like nice. put your history books up, put your uh, yeah you know, chemistry <laughs> talk books about up. what you need to know. Yeah, put up, put you all talk this about stuff some up. stuff you're gonna use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Math, but Pythagorean theorem or something. Get that out of here. So. <laughs> <laughs> learn my no triangles anyway uh, <laughs> so credit yes <clears throat> so i've kind of i really enjoy credit now like when i first got into it i thought it was kind of difficult but it's, it's really not right so credit is pretty much your borrowing power um index or score to the bank so that's pretty much what the bank uses it or sees it as your borrowing power right so Credit score is comprised or compiled of um, payment history. So that that entails like late payments. If you have any late payments or anything, you pay on time. That's one category. Um, Your increase. So how many times you're asking for another line of credit. Hmm. Um, 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 Your your length of uh, credit history. So how long have you been? Uh, you had a open credit line and then uh, derogatory notes. So like um, if you had to file like bankruptcy and stuff like that and um, your credit utilization, mm. that's another one. So that's, so credit utilization is, let's say if you have a $5,000 credit card and you use all of it up, that's a hundred percent utilization. The banks are looking at that like, well, you, and, and if you don't, and if you only pay the minimum payments, like if you only pay like $30, $30, $30 every month, the banks are like, well, this is slow money. So it's like, I can't really, I don't really trust you because you, you're, you're paying the minimum and it's like you're using up all your utilization. So it's like, uh, they're kind of hesitant on it. So, we gave you $5,000. you are only giving us three hundred sixty a year. Right. <laughs> it's like the banks are like, ah, we're not going <laughs> to. They're not we're not going to mess with you too tough. Right. So all those com- compile up and they and they equate to your uh, credit score. So. And then in those different subcategories, there's a percentage of how much they affect your credit. So mm, okay. one negative one negative mark in one might be less damaging than another. So. I say hard inquiries. I think hard inquiries are like 15% of the credit score. So if you have a lot of hard inquiries, 
that affects you less than you miss a payment. If you miss a payment on a card mm-hmm. and it's like they ding you, they, yeah. they take off credit points like it's like it's yeah. nothing. They, they ding you like 30, 30, 40, 50, 50 credit points, you know, yeah. your credit score goes down. But if you have um, a lot of hard inquiries, it'll go down like five points. It'll go down like two, three points, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's weighted different too. Yeah. Um, Which would you say is the biggest payment history? Payment history. Yeah. Payment history for sure. Because if you have a long list of missed payments, the banks really aren't going to try yeah. to mess with you or help you out. So um, why not? They're like, look, look, why? look, look, you didn't pay us back for, for right. last December. No, yeah. <laughs> like it's been a year. You haven't made a payment. Yeah. Made a payment. Like, like what's going on? So I would say credit um, late payments is, is the, is the number one kicker. The yep. length of uh, credit history. Yes. So that one, <clears throat> that one helps out because if you're, um, if you're new in the credit score or credit game, right? Let's say if you're just, you just got out of college, you got out of high school, and you got a credit card, brand new credit card. Sure, you're gonna have a nice credit score because you haven't used it yet, right? Hmm. So, because you open it up yeah. and it's like a month old. As soon as you make that uh, first purchase, it's gonna ding a lot because your credit history ha- is not there. You only it's about to be written. It's about to be whoop, like you're about to take a hit. Whereas if you had a credit card that's ten years old and you constantly use it, pay it off, use it, pay it off, the banks know you by now. They're like, oh, he's he's good. Like he he had this for ten years. Like we we respect and and we know he's stable. We're fine. We're fine with. Giving him another credit card or uh, increasing his limit on it. So having a longer credit history works out in your favor. So a play on that. I might I might drop little plays on each one. Nice. So a play on that. What you can do for everyone listening out there, um, talk to your, your mom, dad, grandpa, grandma, uncle, whoever, right? Whoever's got some age on you and ask, ask them for, uh, ask them to be an authorized user on your oldest credit card. Nice. So an example, me, right? So just an example, my mom, I go, I go up to my mom. Hey mom, what's your oldest credit credit line? And also another nugget, um, uh, the limit, the credit limit on it. So age and limit. So I say, hey, mom, what's your oldest credit card and how much credit limit do you have on it? My mom be like, oh, I got one that's uh, that's 25 years old, 30 years old, and it, and it has a credit limit of $30,000. Add me as an authorized user on that card. Add me on it. As soon as you do that, your credit, your personal credit score goes up like 60 points. That's an easy hack. Because you're taking over their info on that? So, so now when wow. you go on your credit karma, you go on your Experian, they'll look and say, dang, been Lance, has a, Lance has a card that's 30 years old with $30,000 on it. Yeah, let's bump, bump him up 60, 70 points. Easy. Easy. And you I don't like need, it. And then, when, and then what, you, what you tell your, uh, your elders is, I don't want the card. I don't yeah. want the card. Just put my name on it. Just put, put me as an authorized user. Easy as that. Chase. Chase. Um, Bank of America and American Express. You can add the authorized users online. 
So all they got to do is go oh, in their portal, <laughs> go to add authorized user, put Craig Bailey, you know, uh, you, you got to give them your social, whatever, you know, give them your social. So it reports on your, your credit score. Yeah, yep. Easy 60, easy 50, wow. 60. Nice. And then, and then, what's dope, I like to loop credit, Forex, and real estate together. So let's say you're trying to go apply for a home and you need your credit report to be nice. You go to your mom, dad, elder, say, add me as an authorized user. That bumps your credit up. Now your credit report looks good to buy a home. Mm-hmm. So it kind of mm-hmm. loops in and ties in to, right. to real estate. Yeah. Nice. So, so now your real estate is like, dang, you got a good credit score. You got a, a line of credit that's thirty thousand dollars, thirty years old. Yes, I do. <laughs> that's mine. I do. That's mine. That's mine. Do so. It's thirty-eight, right? I don't ask. <laughs> got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I like the play. I like these hacks. Yeah. 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 Okay. Credit. Credit. Okay. So if I I have one credit card, how many credit cards should I have? Honestly. You can have as many as you want. So, how many, how many credit cards do you have? I have. <laughs> so I got a book now. I I, I follow this guy. Uh, on, oh, I thought you were gonna say you have a book. Oh, see, so you do have a book. Whoa! I got a book, man. I got a book. It's of a folder. Cards. These oh. are these are all these are all live and open cards too. So Dang. I got about I got about fourteen right now. So so what you do. Here's another hack. There's another hack yeah. with credit. There's a website out there called Plastique, P-L-A-S-T-I-Q.com. And also you can use regular old cash app. So peep this play. These are pretty much. So this goes into investing and also down payment for a home. This goes for, for Forex. If you need cash, you can liquidate these cards and use them as cash in a in a um, in an investment tool. But you have to make sure that you get you know your your return or whatever you get paid out monthly, whatever it is. So let's say you want to buy a dividend dividend um, paying stock that pays out monthly, and you say, if I put a thousand dollars on this dividend paying stock, I get. $200 back a month. So you can use a credit card, liquidate it. Give me a grand off off of American Express. Take the grand off, put it on the stock, make $200, take that grand, pay the card back off. Mm. Now you just made $200 Boom. off of nothing. Uh, right. So Man. down payment assistance. So if you're buying a home and you have one of these supercharged cards, that's a lot of money. Uh, and you need a little bit of help, just a little bit, not a lot. I wouldn't say go put the whole house on your credit card. <laughs> right. But if you need a little bit of help and you know you can you can recoup that money in other ways, in other plays, you're like, dang, I just need I just need two grand. You can liquidate your card and put two grand on it. But having a having an exit strategy will help mitigate that. So the, the point of it though, for having multiple credit cards, is to always have the ability to liquidate and have cash on hand. So people always say, well, credit cards are bad. If you have more than one, it's, it's awful. If you have 
Yeah, if you have more than one, it's it's awful. It's like if you have three, then oh my god, like your credit score is just horrible. <laughs> if you use it, if you use it the wrong way, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you just like, max them all out. You max them all out on you know liabilities. You know, I know everybody's yep, yep. heard assets over liabilities. Yep. So if you if you max it out on a car, a, a motorcycle, uh, whatever, and you don't have a means to pay it back, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> for sure, yeah, it's bad. But if you have a means of investing with it, then yeah, you can get as many as you want. You can get tons, you know, as many as you want because because you can always take the cash off. So a deal goes by for you, like hey, um, I got this car uh, that I don't want, or I got this car that's kicking my butt, or whatever. Um, I'll I'll I got a Mercedes, whatever for for two grand. You like okay, cool. Let me use a credit card. Take two grand off the credit card, buy the car, and what you can do, another play, what you can do is use Toro. Take that right. car oh, that you yeah. just bought, take that car you just bought with your credit card, put it on Toro, make your money back. Toro, you oh, can just, rent just cars. The it's just having the accessibility with a credit card to liquidate and use the cash off of. Right. So, it, so, don't, so, so the, the thing I would caution, don't go after a whole bunch of credit cards all at once. Because that's where those hard inquiries come in at. Mm. And that's where it can ding your credit. So there's a way to do it. There's a way to space it out. It's like every every three months or so, try to see if you can, uh, without getting your credit pulled, try to see what you're, because a lot of times credit companies now, they'll send you letters in the mail talking about, oh, you're pre-approved. Yeah. You're pre-approved. Yeah. You're pre-approved. Yeah. Right. So um, every time I see them, I'm like, yeah, what can I get? What can I get now? But I got <laughs> <laughs> But you got to space it out, though, so it's not like um, it doesn't show up negatively on your uh, credit report. So, but yeah, you can get as many as you want to. As many as you want to. I always <laughs> throw them away like, stop. This is temptation. Yeah. You're just trying to get my money. Yeah, sometimes sometimes like that. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Rip it up. You know, just, I don't want but that's you that. So, but that's, that's a whole different mindset to look at it, Yeah, you know, with the knowledge of the infrastructure, how credit works as, yeah. oh shit, this is an opportunity. What can I right. add yep. to like uh, the arsenal and how can I use that as a tool instead of yes. a liability Using right. to, to incur debt? Like yep. that's. It's a, it's a, it's a different twist on things. Right. Yeah. And then it's, it's one of those things uh, I mentioned earlier where I was talking to my parents about credit and credit cards they're like, nah, you know, we don't, we don't know if you can do that or, or something. I'm like, I know you can. Like, it's, it's, right. I'm doing it. You know, like I, I've, I've seen people do it, and I'm doing. It. So that's that's one of those things. Those things we got to just switch our focus, switch our mind. As, right. Where do you uh, get most of your uh, like knowledge on on credit? Has it just been through what you've been doing, or is there like a certain uh, credit person you follow or a YouTube channel that you watch? Yeah, so basically all my knowledge is a is a summation of a lot of courses that I've bought and then just mm-hmm. running the plays myself and then also following some people on Instagram and stuff like that. But it's just a summation of everything because um, I remember about four, maybe five years ago, when I started you know my journey into this entrepreneurship. So doing real estate, doing Forex, doing credit. I kind of did it all at the same time, which was a headache because, you know, trying to, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, right? That's what a lot of people used to tell me. And I was just trying to figure it out, you know, all three of them at the same time. 
took a lot of mental power. But um, and I was buying courses, right? I was buying a real estate course, buying a credit course, because I was like, I was trying to figure it out. So I took a little bit of everything I've bought and learned and what I've done personally and just kind of cultivated it into what, what I am now. So a lot of stuff, yeah, a lot of stuff comes from everywhere. And then what I like to do before I before I speak on something, I like to do it first. So I think that's that's fair, mm, right? Because okay. a lot of people are like, oh, um, uh, somebody asked me the other day, like, oh, how do you know? like about the dividend play or dividend stocks and stuff like that. I was like, because I, I do it. Like I, I don't just say it because I saw it. It's just like, I do it too. So um, it's been a long journey, but um, courses and just regularly running the plays myself kind of uh, I've been taking the bumps. So everything I'm spewing out is, is pretty tried and true, tried and true. You know what I mean? (laughs) Man, we appreciate you. Using your time and your money to acquire this knowledge, man. That's I was talking to my girl today. Like, I'm watching this. It was like grilling with dad or something. It's like I'm just scrolling through a um, an Instagram page, and yeah, the dude. Every time he'll he'll get some food, he's like, "Hey, we're making such and such dish, and you got to season it like this, and you got to add this, and then he'll take it outside to this like." super big fancy barbecue mega device that he has outside and then you're just gonna put it in here for 20 minutes and then you're gonna get it out and i'm like oh if only we all had that big ass (laughs) barbecue thing (laughs) sir if the if the playing field was level right yeah so getting this education for one you know, the ability for credit cards and real estate to do these things that people don't know. A, a lot of people don't know. So I think it's yeah, for sure. And then also, I'll give you a few um, topics uh, for your audience to do some research on if they want to learn more about different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so for credit, since we're on credit, it's called credit arbitrage. And it's also called manufactured spending. So manufactured spending for, for my credit for my credit guys out there, it's where you basically make money two different ways. So I mentioned how <clears throat> you can use plastic and you can use Cash App and stuff like that, right? So credit arbitrage is you're taking, let's say those those offers come in the mail, right? Um, uh, Chase sends you a you're pre-approved for the Chase Sapphire, if you spend four grand within the first three months, <laughs> we'll give you 40,000 points. Boom. Ooh. All you got to do is spend four grand in three months, right? You take that card, take the money off. So you go, you use Cash App, you use Plastic. Cash App, four grand. Send it to your wife, send it to your girlfriend, send it to your significant other. Who has a cash app? Mm-hmm. They get it. They send it right back to you. Now it's physical cash. That's how the cash app one works. So now it's physical cash off your credit card. You hold it for however long you want to hold it before that thirty months, thirty months, thirty uh, days is over. You pay your card off with the cash that you just got from it. Oh, nice! So now you spent that four grand. Give me the points, and you get the points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
and that's for and that's and that's for multiple credit cards. So, wow, oh, that's for multiple credit cards. Nice. So they'll send you something. Oh, all you gotta do is spend two grand. All you gotta do is spend five grand. Okay, bet I can do that. Yeah. Okay, bet. <laughs> Let me spend it. Put it right back on the card. Now you got the point. What? Do, so what do you? What do these points buy? Uh, trips. So like you can go if you're nice. if you're with Chase dining. Uh, entertainment, uh, concerts. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You can you can go on the portal, go on Chase. It'll say what your benefits can buy you. It's it's flights. You can take a flight. You can do so. Basically, Whoa. you can buy, you can take a flight for free, pretty much. Right. Because yeah. all you're doing is cashing out the card and then paying back the card within 30 days. It could be like you could get those points within a week. Yeah. yeah. Real quick. Yeah. 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 Easy. Oh, offer me wait. something right now. And Where's then, my and mail? That's, and that's what that's what I'm saying. Look, that's why I'm saying. <laughs> I got you get as many as you want if you know how to use them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the play. That's the play. Hit up Craig. He knows it. Nice. Man, American Express. American Express is a little tricky because they're a little high end. They're a little bougie. So you got to. Right, right. That's where Plastique <laughs> comes in. So it's the same thing. In Plastique, what you do is you you can pay any bill with your credit card. That's what that's. Pretty much the, the 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 gist of plastique. So people be like, "Well, uh, can I pay my mortgage with a credit card?" Because so because you can pay oh. you know, apartment rent. Yeah, you can pay oh. apartment rent with uh, with your credit card. But a lot of times people were like, "You can't pay a mortgage with your credit card." Yes, you can. Plastique. Wow. So plastique is the middleman. So what they do is you input your mortgage um, your mortgage address. So uh, right now, our mortgage is with uh, Guaranteed Inc., Guaranteed Mortgage Inc. So they have an address. They have a physical address. I put that into Plastique, and I say, I want my American Express to pay this, pay my rent. What they'll do is they'll create a letter, um, a check. Oh. They'll create a check, and they'll mail the check for you. So basically, your, your mortgage is receiving a check, but you're using your credit card. Credit card. You can get points that way. So you're, you're paying your mortgage. Every month. Any, every month. Every <laughs> month. You're paying your mortgage anyway. Put it on a credit card to get points, and you're just paying your credit card off. Right. Nice. With the money you would have been paying your rent paying off anyway. with. Yep. So run get it through that credit it. card thing and get your points. Yep. So you're getting okay. something out of it. Getting something out of it. Getting points. Would you say put your monthly like uh, recurring bills on a credit card? Yeah. I mean, because... Cause you're doing the same thing. You're get, you're getting those points because if you're gonna pay anyway. Mm-hmm. So another thing too, I forgot to mention. If you guys are still using debit cards, don't use debit cards. Because debit cards. Because stop using your money. Stop using debit cards because you're not getting anything out of it. You're not getting. Ah, uh, right. yeah. Once you use it, it's gone. Once Got you it. use it, it's gone. There's no like, oh, thanks for using the debit card. Nah. You know, so <laughs> it's like that was you your shit. Money, yeah, just don't just don't use it. Don't use it. Now, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Don't go crazy, you know, mm-hmm. but debit cards don't benefit you at all. That's basically what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, don't use them. If you have the money, use your credit card, pay it off. Because at least you get points. At least you get points, you get something out of it. If you use a debit card, there's there's nothing. You don't get anything. You don't. It's just gone. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Um, but yeah, reoccurring bills. Yeah, go ahead. Put them on. Um, put them on. Because you're going to pay the light bill anyway. 
Might as well anyway. get two hundred dollars worth of you know that history. Yep. So so every nice. month you'll you'll get every month you'll get an email talking about oh you got an extra three thousand points. You're like dang for what? Just paying your normal bill. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what that came from. Just doing what you were gonna do. Do what you were gonna do anyway. Yep. Nice. Yeah, man. It's a lot of information. That's the play. It's a, it's a lot, man. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you, it took it took me it's some years, man. I, but I'm I'm happy though because I was able to I'm able to compartmentalize and piece it together and then try to yeah. disseminate it, you know, to where people can be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right. But you're doing, is different you're doing great. When we were growing up, you didn't have people trying to put out this information. Yeah, you know, there's you, you go out there and figure it out yourself, young man. <laughs> right? Yeah, or, yeah, or pay somebody to do it. Yeah, and then you know what? You know what's, what? I what I used to get mad at too when I used to pay for some of these courses and like some of that. It's 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 a different way of thinking. It's simple, but it's a different way of thinking. So I don't want right. to say simple, right? But like when they'll tell me stuff like this, I'm like, bro, I had to pay thousands of dollars for you to tell for me you to tell me that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like like you could just you could just tell me that. You you could message me. It's gonna yeah. be an email. No, I mean even like uh, like for you, Lance. I mean you have parents right now, <clears throat> you know, credit cards for their kids before they're even able to have one. Yeah. Just so that when they're able to start paying for stuff, they have a credit line already. They've got a head start. They've got, yeah, they've, they've got, got like a, a history or, or yeah. You got like seventeen year old kids with like a seven fifty credit score, and you're like, huh? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. so for all the all the parents out there, the new parents. I'm a new parent too. My daughter, she turns four next Monday. <laughs> when they yeah. turn five, add them as an authorized user. Hmm. So they can they can get your history, yeah, exactly. credit length. Exactly. That's nice. Just add them all when they're five. Five is a is a good number. And then that that also helps there, like they right. build up as oh, being yeah. a user for the last thirteen years before they even turn eighteen. The play with that too, because remember remember how I mentioned if if you're seventeen, you're just getting out of high school, or whatever, you're going to college, you get a credit card. Mm-hmm. Your first purchase is going to ding you like crazy because yeah. you're only been open for a month. Yeah, if you put it on when they're five. Yeah. Any purchase won't it? They'd be like, ah, they've been here for 12 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. she's she been, you know, yeah. he or she been had this credit card. So, yeah. and parents, Another if you're thing. listening, don't don't give your kids, don't put them on if you have bad credit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh so, okay. with, so, with that, with <laughs> so, with that, luckily, luckily, if they're an authorized user. The whole credit score doesn't go to the <laughs> okay. All right, all right, just some of these parents are like, oh, with like a three hundred credit score, like, but <laughs> do that for them. No, hey, no, no, I'm not you. Right, like, the, kid, the kids you. like the kids like I gotta pull us up. You know, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I put you on since you were five. I need you. I need you to help yeah, us yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta bring us up. That's a good. Okay. Yeah, these are like, if you knew to do these things, uh, there's probably people listening right now that have like 18 year olds and that are like, damn it, I wish I knew about this 13 yeah. years ago because this fool oh, just man. bought a mattress. And yeah. just, now he's got a 400 grand score. That's just, yeah. I was working with this kid at uh, Home Depot and he was talking about buying a car, just graduated high school. I was like, oh, yeah. He was talking to her. He goes, yeah, I like credit score. I was like, oh, what's your credit score? It was like, yeah, 850. I was like, Oh. How old are you? <laughs> oh, how old are you? Because all my parents like they did that stuff when I was young. I was like, oh, 
Can your parents Set be my up. parents? <laughs> hey, yo, look, can your parents add me as authorized? <laughs> yeah. Hey, right now. Just sit there long as Instagram, please. Yeah. <laughs> Cred- okay, credit is important. Um, yeah. The choices you make and the spending habits uh, are all tallied up and mm-hmm. you know put into this bar- borrowing score or yeah. uh, yeah. your borrowing power to the banks and payment history, hard inquiries, length of credit history, derogatory notes, credit utilization are all pieced together to get your score. And that score determines certain loans that you are uh, able to be accepted for. And those loans can be used uh, smartly, not just to spend on liabilities, but hopefully to in to acquire assets so that you can also continue those those are some good yeah those, those are some good plays i'm i'm using all of these <laughs> the next you know the next time i get somebody offering me points to use their credit card bro easy yeah easy i used to think since i only had the one credit card right now that as soon as i get another one my the the credit history will be halved i guess since since i get a second card or something like that yeah that is but, that but is the, true it is it doesn't affect the score that much not, not that like, much. not like a late payment uh, or yeah not that much um it will it will do something to the numbers though for your because it will have it, i don't know if it'll half it but it'll it'll reflect a new open account so then mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But then that'll that that's when they'll differentiate. So they'll be like, what's your oldest line of account? It's that one. And they're like, okay, you got another one. So when when it comes to like having these big loans and stuff, they'll take that in consideration. They'll be like, oh, your oldest account is, you know, old. And then you just opened up a new one or a relatively new one within a oh, year okay. or two. They're like, oh, okay, you know, we see that one. But we understand you've been using one for a long time. So that okay. might come. That, it, that's why it's like yeah, it might but it probably won't they'll they'll see a score but then they'll look into it and they'll be like oh yes. okay you just opened an, another one yeah you're trying so to they are they are that's where the human aspect comes in to play for these loan officers they'll oh. look into it so it's not like a computer doing 100 percent of the work it's like yeah. oh the the human will understand you know like oh okay i can see what transpired here so, do you uh, um have you ever worked at a bank or like at or with loan officers like that? Yes. Um, not at a bank, but with loan officers, both uh, regular conventional loan officers. And then um, for my military, my military peeps out there for the um, um, MRP type stuff, like relocation. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Military. Yeah, so. do, you, do loan officers get fired if their loans are like, if they're giving out bad loans? Do you guys know? I, I, I believe so. Um, I haven't. Why are you believing all these people and giving them money? Yeah, their dreams. Like, like, like this guy, like Craig's qualifying everybody. Like, some, <laughs> yeah, they, they, I'm, he's qualifying everybody for anything they want. No, uh, I think they do get audited. So I, I wouldn't put it past you know some people getting let off because of they're like, hey, there's you just approve a lot of people. You approved a lot of people here. that are defaulted. defaulted. <laughs> like, that, that we have to take the uh, the house back. And we yeah, don't now like we got to go sell a bakery. Yeah. We got to go yeah. sell a house. They're like, Craig, you knew he couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, two you know of them have your last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, credit. Okay. What, um, wrapping up credit before we go to, to foreign exchange, what is there like anything at, like everyone can use every day to help improve their credit score? Like a certain, like just don't buy as much stuff or like what's okay. a tip, like a daily tip? You think daily tip keep your, uh, <laughs> keep your utilization down. So, mm. <clears throat> there's there's a lot of numbers that people throw out 30%, 10%, 3% of uh total utilization on your card. So I would say be mindful of that every day. So if you have if you have uh one credit card, then you can you can easily track that, right? Just don't spend over 30% of your uh, your total credit line. So so keep that utilization down always every day and be mindful of it when you're making these purchases. So there's another Another hack too is if you have multiple credit cards with payments due at different points of the month, you can hide your utilization. Oh. So what that means is let's say you have five thousand dollars on two separate cards. One's due on the sixth of every month. The other one's due on the twentieth of every month. What you know, picking numbers. Let's say. You let's say it's it's uh what it's let's fast forward a couple of days in real time. Let's say it's February first, <clears throat> and you have three thousand dollars on the card that's due for payment on the sixth, but your your card on the twentieth is free. So what you can do is you can hide utilization. So you can liquidate the card that's due on the twentieth using Cash App. Yep. Use uh take three grand off or however much you're owe on the first one you pay the first one off so now when it's time for your statement to to print or post to you they'll they'll reach out to you and say hey you have zero balance due on the on the january on the february 6th card Mm -hmm. because you paid it off with the debt on the second card so you're hiding utilization so now your first card says zero but you know you owe because you just moved it. Yeah. So then, so let's fast forward to the 18th, 19th. You run the same play in reverse. You take the sixth card, liquidate it, pay the 20th card off. And now you, so basically that whole month of February, you show zero. On both cards. But you, but you have $3,000 floating that you got to pay off eventually. But, um, but as so far as like not, not showing a big... Utilization is yep. if you know when they're going to print. Yes, you know you know when the make sure it's a do. zero before that. Yeah. And so then now just move it you back can later. use that. Yep, you can you can you can do that, and then eventually you got to pay it off. I mean, you can keep doing that, but I mean, you, yeah, but you got to eventually pay it off. Just just know this is a play to high utilization, so you can use this play. You can tie it into real estate if you want. You can tie it into like if you're buying a home. You can fix your credit report up so good that you can liquidate cards. You can move. You can float debt around. Mm. So you get that higher approval on your home, stuff like that. So just uh, another hack. You can you can hide utilization. You're sh- you're showing the debt that you're moving is showing. You're showing usage and the ability yep. to pay it off or to not carry it, yeah. a debt. Yep. Nice. So you so you just hit on so you just hit on that too. That's where points come in. You can get points that way. And, <laughs> oh, and also, nice. and also you can um 
when you do that, when you so when a, when a bank sees like, oh, uh, Lance, he can successfully handle five grand every month. I'm gonna give you another five grand. Now your card's worth ten. It gives you more leverage to play with. Your utilization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goes down because now you're increased, and then you can buy more assets if you want. It, it's just a total play where you can you you're winning on four different levels. Nice. You're winning on four different levels. You you're hiding you're hiding utilization. So if you want to make a big purchase, mm-hmm. the big players would be like, oh he he ain't got no balance. But you know you're floating three three grand. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that he ain't got no balance on no on any of his cars. You're, you're, you're racking up points so you can take your flights for free. Like, hey, I got another nice. 40,000 points. Let me check Southwest. Let me check Delta and see what 40,000 can get me. Nice. Well, I can fly to Vegas. I can fly to Houston. Oh, okay, I'll do that for free. Use all my points. Go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just keep getting more points. For free. Um, and then your credit limits increase. So it's just a It's a play and a half. Yeah. It's a play and a half. I like it. Man, oh, okay. So I mistimed this. We have we have about ten minutes left. Okay. Um, I do want to talk about forex because, okay. similar to the stock market, I'm ignorant and want to know more. What okay. is yeah. what is foreign exchange? Yeah, for sure. So I can I can I can get through it. So the foreign exchange market is pretty much a three trillion dollar industry of currencies. So people get it mixed up with uh, with regular stocks like Apple, Microsoft, mm-hmm. Tesla. That's the stock market, right? That's completely companies. The foreign exchange market is currency. So we're talking the great British pound, Japanese yen, Aussie dollar, U.S. dollar, that type of stuff. Um, Bitcoin, that type of stuff. That's the foreign exchange. So... Um, the celeb- the similarities is is you know it's 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 a chart right where you buy low sell high, mm-hmm. of course. Um, when it when it re- when it regards to like uh, technical analysis and things like that, they're very similar, but they're totally two different things. So the foreign exchange market is open twenty four seven because it's global, nice. right? Because yeah, you got the yeah. Japanese yen, you got markets opening up at different points of the time. So it's theoretically twenty four seven, right? Right. So. <clears throat> With that, what you're essentially doing is you're buying or selling the strength of a currency compared to another. So, so visualize this, y'all. Visualize this. So, the Great British Pound USD, right? So it's GBP slash USD. That's what it. That's what the ticker looks like. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing, if I see it's low, I say, hey. The great British pound is valued less than the United States dollar. That's where the dissemination comes from. So when you're looking at foreign, when you're looking at the Forex market and you see a pair, the first um, currency is, is valued to the second one. So that's how you should look at it. So like if the GBP USD is low, you remember you buy low, sell high, right? So I'm gonna be like, Hey, I'm going to buy um, the great British pound because I believe within the next hour or so it's going to be valued more than the U S dollar. So that's where, that's where the movement comes from. So you're buying or selling one particular currency based on another. 
and what what would you say the things are that affects uh the price yep. of different uh currency so um there's there's two different types of analysis there's technical which is basically just looking at the chart and just doing it then there's fundamental so fundamental is, is fundamental analysis is what you're alluding to where the factors that affect up and down movement on the chart is based on news uh, both political or um, just regular news oh, within that okay. country, wars, um, uh, uh, now social media. So like Elon Musk and like Trump and things like that, they'll they'll come out and say stuff like, uh, oh yeah, okay. They'll yeah. come out and say like Tesla will be like or Tesla. Um, Elon Musk will be like, uh, oh Bitcoin Doge to the moon. Yeah, Bitcoin <laughs> or, or yeah Doge to the moon or Bitcoin is not good right now and then all of a sudden boom, it'll affect yeah. oh hey, right jesus um couple um each day i look at the i look at the market because I, I trade forex every morning and i look at it to see what the news is for the day and to see if there's websites out there that'll tell you which pairs it'll impact so like there was some news nice. in uh oh okay last year there was huge news in china because the banks weren't giving out the money that people put in there. So the okay. banks dang near shut down and people were rioting and a whole bunch of other stuff. The Japanese yen took a deep dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So knowing that, so going to wow. like USD, JPY, you know, I'll say, you know what? The USD is going to be valued more than the Japanese yen because all that stuff that's going Stuff's on. Stuff's happening over there. Stuff's happening over there. All of a sudden, I, I got the news. I was like, okay, that's a good fundamental analysis. That thing shot up like right after you when right markets here. open. Yeah, because yeah. of all that stuff happened. So yeah. um, political news, uh, just national news, wherever, wherever you're trying to trade at, um, wars, uh, uh, celebrity, big, big wig, like uh, influencers, Trump, Musk, uh, uh, uh uh, what's her name? Um, Henry and um, the prince and princess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. If they, if they were to say, yeah, they were to say anything that that moves the market and fundamentally. Dang. Yeah. So so it's a big play. You can make. It's it's risky. It's a risky investment, but everything is pretty much risky. But if you have tools in place, you can you can catch a good wave, and you can you can do some damage in a good way. Nice. So, um, if you're in America, if you're listening to this, like in the Northern Hemisphere or in like America, the best time to trade is the New York session. So that's 8 a.m. Eastern. Um, and then it's from 8 a.m. Eastern to about 11 a.m. Eastern. That's the New York session. And then another good session is the London session. That's where oh. all the um, these two sessions have the most volatility. So you can catch the wave. You can catch, catch something shooting up. Yeah. So if you trade in those two, you can make some good money. If you trade in what we what they call the Asian session or the Tokyo session, which is in about about four hours from now, it's like it's 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 moving a little bit. It's like you don't really do it because the because all the New York players and all the London players so, are relaxing. They're not in the market. Great. So, here, so it's here. just little needle picks. Right. Yeah. But if you trade in New York, eight to eleven Eastern. And London, London is from 2 a.m. Eastern, no, 3 a.m. Eastern to 5 a.m. Eastern. 
So if you if you damn yeah it's yeah so it's so, so in my journey I tried it I tried it let me wake up early and I'm like man I'm dead for the rest of I'm the day. this New York window yeah, I'll stick with New York. <laughs> man that's but yeah I, the, so um so so everyone listening out there research to the New York and the London time sessions and uh, if you want to of course man I'm I'm always reachable you can always reach out to me. And I'll I'll guide you in the right way, but um, yeah, man, it's it's definitely it's a it's a supplement. It's another income stream, and you can yeah. cope it with whatever you want to do. It doesn't take that long. You can make you can make a couple hundred dollars in fifteen minutes and be done for the rest of the day. Right? Nice. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not nice because me personally, Forrest saw the other night. I went on a blackjack heater and then I pushed it a little too hard. Yeah. Yeah. I lost like 80% yeah. of my stack in one hand yeah. trying to double down. No, I had an 11. It was versus a six. I had to do it. It just didn't, you know, yeah. blackjack, you know, people know. The yeah, casino yeah, yeah, yeah. wins. Especially on 11. <laughs> it's on 11? Yeah. I doubled yeah. down. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it didn't yeah. work. That's okay. It's, it's a good time. I was, yeah, cool. I, I was on tilt. We left. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, no. I was happy and smiling, but I was just like, oh, this game. That's what it's Craig, Craig Bailey, thank yes, you sir. so much for your time today, for giving us yes, this sir. knowledge, the the offer to assist and help anybody that needs it. Yes, sir. Um, very much uh, appreciate you taking the um, the time to do it. Do you? Uh, we usually give a shout outs at the end. You have any shout outs? Anybody you want uh, to say hey to? Uh, you know, I just I just want to thank you guys, man. I I really do. Um, and, and Eri too, who who couldn't make it today, but just uh, vibing with you guys, man, and, and and I've been listening to you guys actually, you know, prior to coming on, and just vibing with you guys, man, it's, it's been it's been great. Uh, I'm glad there's there's positive influence and positive voice out there, man. Trying to teach, you know, some of the things that we don't, you know, our parents didn't know mm-hmm. or things like that. Gee, um, you know, I, I went through the the, the ringer, you know, of, of paying for courses and stuff, and to to come here and kind of compartmentalize that and try to get it out there to you guys man definitely you guys are definitely a blessing um i love to come back on another point oh, for i got sure. some other plays oh, yeah. i got some other plays uh yeah. on the business side if people want to know business funding and um some other stuff so airbnbs so i just so i had to wait on that but i just got mm-hmm. into the airbnb game because i had to do it first see i can share out i'll say you're gonna be able to put your own course together at some point probably already yeah, I, yeah. But you, yeah you, I, I was i was thinking about it but i'm like i you know I'm, i want to disseminate it first and then see what happens appreciate you really thank you yeah um yeah we definitely i feel like just scratched the basics of uh you know real estate of the the credit um and yeah we just got the forex but i definitely want to talk more about that and and the rest of it and uh yeah we definitely want to have you you on again appreciate sure, that sure. uh forest any shout outs no just a, again thank you to craig man i don't know if people are listening how important it is this uh all this info coming out because i mean like you said craig you pay for all these uh yeah uh, yeah all, all courses the courses to get it and even just even if you're thinking oh this is just the introduction to what he's talking about still you still have to pay for this stuff and yeah. if you're listening you're getting this stuff for free today and you know and craig even offering his services if you guys need help and 
real estate credit for it. He just offered his uh, his help to you. So that's uh, that's important. Like you said, Craig, this is stuff that we didn't get to have an opportunity yet when we were younger coming up. Um, so especially if you're a younger audience, man, if you're in high school yeah. or starting out college, this is the stuff you want to learn now before you start getting into buying a house or starting your own business, you know. And if you're in college, just get to listen because you could make some money starting your own business in college, even if it's a small one. Sure. So take advantage if you're listening. And uh, you, like you said, you're a blessing. We were a blessing. You're a blessing because this stuff doesn't come for free all the time. So appreciate, appreciate you, man. Appreciate if you're, uh, yeah, if you're a younger uh, listener, you probably have plans and, you know, going to do things your own way. But and when people say this is something you should listen to, uh, you probably don't really like these old people talking about. We're not that old. One, <laughs> two. Hey, there are some things that you need to lock down early and the earlier yes. you do them, the better and easier your life can be. And I'm glad we're yes. getting this information. Craig, appreciate you. Shout out to you. Thank you for, yes, you know, making and taking the time to to help us out today. Um, yeah. If people want to get in contact with you, what are what are the best ways to reach you? Yeah, for sure. You guys can um, you can reach me on Instagram, um, Craig A Bailey underscore S A T X Realtor. Uh, the S A T X is San Antonio, Texas, right? S A T X Realtor. Or um, you can actually uh, go to my website as well. It's diamondofwealth.com. and you can reach out to me that way too. Um, on my on my website, it has real estate, credit, and all that stuff there. Nice. So you can actually look at some stuff. I have a YouTube channel, so the link is the link is on the website as well. So there's there's multiple ways to reach reach me. Um, and yeah, I'm willing to help because I know what it's like. Because I wanted to do all three right in my in my when I was talking about earlier, yeah. and to have someone that has done it and is in one place that's that's monumental. Because I had to reach out to real estate guys different reach out to credit right. guys but like if someone can put it all in one spot then then yeah i would um nice. i'll take advantage of it and then i'll help you so i can't i can't walk you through as a realtor because i'm licensed in san antonio right yeah and and it wouldn't it, i wouldn't do you a service but i can find someone who can represent you in the right way it definitely point us in the right direction yes sir yeah bro that's all any of us are looking for it. Just please point me in the right direction. Right, right. Just, just, just right. help me. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to set me that up way. for my family and our yeah. future. Which way do I go? Which way do I go? <laughs> just tell me. Yeah. I, yo, Diamond of Wealth. DiamondofWealth.com. Yes, sir. Yeah. Check that out. Use yeah. the tools um, yeah. that Craig is providing um, and really fix your life positively impact yeah, your, you yeah, know, your future, yeah. your family. That's the stuff that gets me hyped up. Uh, Craig, again, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, shout out to Levasa Island Apparel. Put on for the culture. Check them out. www.levasaislandapparel.com For Forrest Doldalau, I am Lance Falitomo. That is our episode here for today. Stay balling. Love and light. Peace. <laughs>